0: What's up everybody, how's it going? It's Jan here again, and I'm already stoked to welcome here and introduce you our today's guest, who is the founder and the CEO of the biggest camp I have ever seen, Pro Hockey Europe, and who is also an analyst for the famous NHL team, the Vancouver Connects, Martin Rabanza. Martin, welcome to Podcast Yoga for Hockey.
1: Hello, Jan. Uh, Great to be on here, and thanks for the invite. And yeah, I'm looking forward to talk some hockey today.
0: Oh, yeah, let's go. Perfect, man. So I got a first question on you. I'd like to start and talk about just the way we started, you know, back in the day when uh, I actually was trying to expand. It was the first time where I was trying to expand to Europe, and I was looking for, you know, an international camp, and boom. Pro hockey Europe, you know, popped up on me on Google and I was wondering, what is that? It looks way too good. And I saw so I contacted you and uh offered my service, offered the for hockey, and uh we ended up uh making it work. So uh my first question is what did you even think the first time when when I asked you, you know, and uh what uh you know, why why did you decide to accept my offer?
1: Yeah, so I mean uh through the years, it's gotten bigger, and uh, nowadays I do have quite a few, uh, you know, contacts uh, from from coaches and so on, and people contact me regularly to provide their services uh, on and off the ice. You know, they also look for jobs and opportunities, and so to be honest, I never really uh, uh, discard anybody uh, from the start because it's always interesting to see what's out there and and keep improving. See if somebody can bring uh, further uh, an edge to to the camp and uh, as I saw your your info there and uh, yoga for hockey it was uh, interesting to me because uh, there was something that I mean uh, yoga isn't uh, very new but this yoga for hockey was appealing because I uh, thought it was a good mix because at the camps of course we don't just want regular yoga to be uh, the, the the all of the the strength and conditioning part of the camp. but if you can combine that with uh, some regular sessions, it was uh, perfect. And uh, especially from a hockey player himself makes a difference as well because he knows what uh, appeals to players and what actually helps and not just what uh, any yoga teacher is doing for for his own profession, which might not be applicable too much to hockey. so, Yes, I saw a 1 plus 1 and uh, called you back and uh, made it happen because, like I said, always looking to improve.
0: Oh, yeah, this is amazing, man. I think that just ended up, you know, working out perfectly for, for both of us. I mean, I was, you know, when I was looking for something international, I couldn't even imagine to find a camp that would have over 40 nationalities involved. How how did that even happen And and you know why? How did you even start at the cam, and how did it get so big?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, it was kind of a coincidence the whole thing. I mean, I I'd never planned to start out the business uh, in the first place. This all started uh, about ten years ago, uh, two thousand thirteen. Uh, I was uh, eighteen, you know, training myself, and I was very motivated to to train a lot and get better every year and every summer. And so I've been uh, just looking for teams also. And at the same time, when I was looking for teams, I got to talk to this coach just by email. And uh, so as a goalie, so he's a goalie coach. And then I was talking to him about finding a team. And he said, I can't really find your team, but I can uh, come and train with you. And so I uh, invited him to come down to Italy. He was from Sweden. And then I flew him in and then I uh, booked the ice. And then I asked like uh, three other goalies if they wanted to join my friends, you know, to split up the costs. So it wasn't uh, really a camp, uh, uh, you know, an organized camp. It was just like me and three friends and splitting up the costs and having a, a few good week of uh, training. Okay. And so uh, after that, that first initial, let's say, prologue to everything uh, during the season, I went back to playing and I mean, didn't really think about it anymore. But then, uh, you know, once the season kind of ended, I was like, oh, man, this summer, we could actually do it again. And then I uh, called back the coach and he said, you know what? I have my friend coach. He's also a player coach. So I was like, OK, well, that's nice. So maybe I can uh, contact some players. And then that year, uh, 2014, was probably the first like camp, uh, organized camp, the official first camp. And so I started to call up some players. It was still kind of going off, friends of friends and so on. And, you know, it was a very small scale. And then uh, yeah, it started rolling. It was uh, year by year. The, the the growth was steady, but consistent, uh, which was perfect because I could uh, improve uh, myself as well. Because if I had, you know, a 500 participants uh, a year too, I would have been overwhelmed. So it was very consistent of being, uh, every year just a, a few more I mean a good amount more and then yeah we came from three participants to hopefully next year 500 and uh, oh, with wow. the one uh, you know it also got international and that's where we're at now
0: that is absolutely amazing really great story so you say last summer when I came there the first time that was the ninth camp that, that you made
1: yeah exactly and so next is the next year is the
0: is the big anniversary, the tenth exactly. tenth year, yeah. and exactly. you're celebrating it with five weeks of a of a of a different camps. There's a goalie camp, spark, like power skating, stick handling, uh, decision making as well. So that's amazing. Uh, I think this is this is gonna be this is gonna be a great thing. Hopefully, I can be there. But what I was gonna ask you next, so you organize such in big camps organized so many kids, so many different coaches. Obviously, um, the the head coaches, um, the head coach that when I was there, Chris Beach, just absolutely phenomenal coach. Um, you know, obviously, guy with experiences from from NHL, Pittsburgh, Washington, other teams. Then he played Switzerland, he played Sweden, Czech Republic, Finland, Germany, Austria, and even England, which is just absolutely crazy. That's uh, that's like the biggest pack, and then. All the other international coaches. So my question is, how do you even put, you know, such a great team together?
1: Yeah, that was, uh, of course, the the main part of everything is having great coaches. And uh, as I told before, uh, it was uh, just coincidence I got to know my first goalie coach there, Magnus Olson from Bluecrus goaltending in Sweden. And then um, you know, I kind of started off from him that you know he told me, ah, oh, my friends here is a coach, and then you got to know uh, Andreas Larson, uh, which is a power skating coach and off ice training coach for Kevin Fiala and Lucas Raymond in the NHL and so many more. And so uh, yeah, I mean uh, it goes step by step, and as I said, it wasn't from the one year to the next that I knew, uh, twenty coaches. It was uh, every year, uh, one more and. Uh, the COVID situation was really challenging because uh, that changed plans very uh, quickly. So I had to come up with coaches uh, in a crazy short time. So that was a challenge. And the best thing to do there is, I mean, the good thing is that I played uh, many years and also in different countries. So I kind of know players from all over. And then I just ask, you know, them. Uh, hey, do you know a good a coach that would you think would be interested and in- stuff like that. And then uh, not everybody knows one, but, you know, some come up with uh, a former coach and then uh, that's how sometimes it worked out. And uh, yes, I mean, so once you get to know him and talk to him first time, you kind of have him in your book and, uh, and then you can uh, always come back, circle back to him.
0: Oh, yeah, that, that's cool. Oh, man, I can also say you for sure do take care of the coaches very well. You know, from my own experience, what a, what a service you kind of are the guy that, that thinks of everything and puts, uh you know, the friendship first and the, or not first, but you know what I mean? You, you, you just uh, yes. take care of the coaches as, as good as you can. So you do of the parents. I remember you taking the parents out for lunch, right? One of the days and kind of offer pretty much a program for them as well, which, uh, which leads me right to. The location of the camp, uh, you know, of, of course, most of the people probably couldn't even imagine, just like I couldn't. So these camps are are in Italy, which uh, you know is, is not really the most typical hockey country, I would say. So uh, tell me a little bit about about the space, about the place. You know, it's your birthplace, obviously, but beautiful mountains, one of the nicest mountains I've ever seen in my life, and uh, yeah, that just that just adds on the top of the camp.
1: Yes, uh, for sure. And uh, um, my camp is, is really much about hockey, but also really much about the surroundings and the experience of the whole uh, camp. So that goes for our players, that goes for parents and also for coaches. Because um, uh, the funny thing is that I was actually a coach at the camp myself back when I was uh, only 18, 19, 2000, I think 12, in, uh, out in Germany. I was helping out as a coach. and that was set kind of a, a milestone for me in the terms of what camp I don't want to do. because as a coach there, we are on the ice from seven am. till six pm. nonstop. We only had ten minutes breaks between the ice sessions. and we also had lunch in those ten minutes. And then at the end, when we came home at uh, I mean off the ice at six, then we came home at seven went to dinner and then video analysis right after and by like 10 30 you got the first time to get like to your room and you just fell dead asleep and to wake up at 6 a.m and so uh yeah it was a a tough experience in the means that i was certain and uh i didn't want to uh have uh, a place where it's just about being there and you know getting it over with because during that week, I was counting down the days till it was over already after the first day. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to create a nice environment because I, I think you can work hard and train hard, which is, of course, the first priority, but still under nice circumstances because uh, same goes for players. Uh, if you go to some uh, random place in the middle of nowhere and have a camp, I mean, you can still get the same uh, maybe training, but you, you, you don't really enjoy it. And when you don't enjoy it, especially kids, uh, they don't perform at the highest of their abilities because we see it in sports all over when players are uh, good on paper, but they don't perform because uh, they're not happy with the overall situation. They don't like the place and stuff like that. And so that's why I'm a big believer uh, that if you want uh, the maximum performance, you need to create also the maximum uh, circumstances and not just the training itself. Because a happy person is a uh, is a performing person in my eyes.
0: Oh, wow! Yeah, I can hundred percent agree with that. I mean, uh, Dolomites, Val just such an amazing place. You know, surrounded by mountains and fresh air. Um, I could for sure feel. You know, that energy was different. So it was for the coaches. You know, players, colleagues, everybody, all the stuff. So that was amazing. <laughs> uh, the parents reuse it as a vacation because, as you
1: said, I mean, Val is one of the most renowned holiday destinations in winter and summer in the Dolomites in, in Italy. So uh, it's it's an unbelievable combo for them to you know uh, have a week uh, vacation, sign up their kid, they have him at the camp all day. He's happy, they're happy. They can watch some practices or just enjoy the mountains as they wish and. And yeah, I mean, uh, it doesn't really get better because usually, like I said, a camp would be in the middle of nowhere, just drop your kid off and go back to work. And yeah. this is something for, for all of us, even the coaches uh, get a piece of the nice environment and that makes everybody happy.
0: That's right. That is, that is a whole different story. Exactly. And so the next question would be, we said next year, this is going to be 10th anniversary of the camp. What is your what is your main motivation to continue doing these scams and I mean 10th anniversary that's that's a great great milestone and what you know what what kind of vision do you have for next years
1: Yeah I mean I started off just for myself training so the first a few years I was actually participating at the same time so it got pretty crazy at times because uh I mean especially in year three or something it was already like uh, not big but still already uh, had some um, how many maybe like 60 or 70 participants and I was still on the ice pri- training so I mean mm-hmm. I had to literally jump off the ice mid training talk to some parents go back on the ice for 10 minutes <laughs> then see a person waving from the ice uh, from the stands I'd run off take maybe one more shot, then run off, figure it out again. And so that's when I realized, man, this is maybe, uh, you know, I need to to do one or the other now. And 2000, I think uh, 16 was the first time I then did not participate uh, actively because it wasn't uh, possible anymore. But that just demonstrates that, you know, the whole point of it was, you know, for training and not really just to make a business. And then after that, of course, as it gets bigger, you you realize that it's getting more serious and you need to uh, deliver to expectations because you have more and more stakeholders. It's not just friends uh, as participants. So, I mean, as the years ago went on, it's a natural drive of being better, just like in sports, uh, uh, you know, it's always in business as well. And uh, also for the next year, it's... Uh, the first year next year where we have five weeks and that's uh it's pretty big then because i mean already this year we had uh, 420 players from 35 nations and so i mean uh it was uh was already one of the biggest in europe and now it's another big uh, step here with another week and uh and yeah no i mean the, the the main drive now is just as with anything i want to be better every day and And love the challenge because if it would be easy, then uh, I wouldn't, you know, uh, get better. Because if I would have, uh, even this year, uh, kept it at four weeks and uh, already sold it out last year. So it would have been easy to just keep the four weeks, sell out again, don't have to do too much. But uh, this that just takes away also the personal uh, achievement because uh, if I do something that is easy to me, then... I'm not really proud because it wasn't uh, a challenge. Uh, and looking back, I have to say, every year was a challenge. Every year I did my very, very best. And that's what makes me proud.
0: Wow, that is amazing, man. I'm, I got to say, I'm really proud of you too. That I can't even imagine, you know, organize such a big camp. That's got to that's gotta take a lot of time, a lot of nerves. And uh, well, there's one more thing that I believe you're proud of. It's uh called Full Attack. And it's your book that you that you wrote and released was it already two years ago?
1: Uh it was, yeah, one and a half years ago. What, major, when twenty-two.
0: That is a that is a major, you know, other accomplishment, personal accomplishment. I'd say maybe you could uh try to tell to, to our listeners a little bit about uh you know what the book is all about and, and what motivated you and what led you into doing such
1: a thing yeah so uh this is uh, my book that i wrote it's called uh, full attack as you said and it basically just takes a picture of what my philosophy is and it literally is described by what i was just saying in the terms of improving day by day and giving your all best because that's what is going to make you happy in the long run and um, and yeah, so it all started because my friend uh, was a pro hockey player, and uh, so he, I was you know being just a good friend talking about his uh, struggles and problems and so on. And then uh, in COVID, I did uh, many many courses in the in the psychology area, and I always liked you know double uh, questioning everything and seeing why do we do certain behaviors and stuff like that. And then as I did these courses, it, you know, started uh, making sense to me and uh, added some of my thoughts as well, you know, connect everything. And then uh, my, my friend there, he's a, he's a hockey player and had some ups and downs as you uh, noticed that in sports is very common. And then uh, we, we, we said, okay, you know what, once a week we'll do like a mental training session. And uh, I tried to pass on some of the, uh, lessons I learned uh, through the courses and the years and uh, so that that was just to 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 help him or you know to to be friends and then that's what we did for the next few months and so the idea just came very uh, randomly like after two three months because mm-hmm. in the same way you set up a book I had to set up some uh, title like uh, uh, themes for each session because that wasn't right. just going into all Randomly, so I was like, okay, well, next week we're we'll going to talk about that, next year about that, so that it kind of makes sense. And so, uh, after a few months, I was like, wow, now we've done like 10, 12 sessions, and and they kind of really align with you know book chapters. And uh, it was nice to have it, it was uh, uh, all my thoughts being put into topics because before you have a big cloud of thoughts and it just no, makes sense to yourself, but not even. But now when you're kind of forced because you have to explain to somebody a thought, you have to put them into chapters for them to understand. And then once you do that, then it's very clear. And then I was thinking, well, well, if I just write it down, I already have my thoughts and my chapters and everything structured. If if I put it down, uh, then maybe you can have one more person, and that's that's what I did because I was like uh again I, my, my, my goal here wasn't to to make a huge business or you know write a book to, to get rich or anything because uh, I'm certain that's uh, that's not easy to do and uh, even if it doesn't happen it, it, it was not my my set out. it was just to to put it out, maybe help one more person and and get it done. So I sat down uh, day by day, uh, wrote a certain amount of uh, words, By every day and stuck to it till it was over, and uh, yeah, some so many things in life are uh, you know, uh, not necessarily something you can't do, but you just need to sit down and actually do it because uh, you know, you 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 have okay, let's say 50,000 words sounds like a crazy amount, but then you, you say okay, uh, 500 words is not a big amount, so you say okay, you do one per day. And then you just sit down and do it and then you stop when when you're done and that's that's maybe after two months or three months or so but you can't just you know look at the big number and say okay this is overwhelming and and then never finish because one thing if you if you say it then then i really like to to follow through otherwise i i would be ashamed of myself because i I put my face into the things I do and I gave my best. It doesn't mean that I'm perfect by any means, but uh, at least it means that I gave it my best. And uh, yeah.
0: Sounds really cool, man. You know, there's only one thing that I'm sad about. I had no time to, you know, read it obviously during the camp. And then as I kind of had to leave a little earlier than what I planned because of the European championship, I did not get one of them, man so maybe the question uh from me personally and also you know for everybody else where can we get the book
1: yes on my website it's available so along with the camps and everything i also have my book and uh yeah i'm always uh, very interested to see uh, people from any kind of age groups or uh, industries that read it and i've had some great uh, feedback also from parents that read it from the camps, that they really liked it. Uh, you know, in the terms of uh, motivation, and it's not a tough read, so it's not like uh, reading a, uh, uh, you know, thousand pages book. So I wanted to make something that it's, that you actually read, because if you write a book that nobody reads, then that's kind of <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to make easy to digest, small chapters, and not too long, and come straight to the point because. I've uh, read too many books where, you know, you've read a thousand pages where it could have been set in hundred pages. And so, yeah, didn't want to make it too uh, extensive.
0: Is it only available as a physical book or can you also get it uh, in like an e-version?
1: No, as of now, I only have the physical book. All
0: right. All right. Cool. ProHockeyEurope.com. Was it, EU? Or is
1: it com? dot Europe.com.
0: There you go. Perfect, man. I'm going to get one for sure. I'm going to get one. All right. So, before we before we jump to a little bit of another topic, a little bit of your, let's say, personal life and, and nowadays career, I'd like to hear, I'd like to come back to yoga at your camp and hear the feedback. Because, like I said, I had to leave earlier. There was a lot of stuff there that you needed to do, that I needed to take care of. I never heard any feedback from you.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, um, we touched base on it uh, shortly there, and the people uh, liked it. And that's, I mean, why I liked it too, because they kind of decide uh, what the feedback is. And no, it's been uh, very positive, especially because, as I said, uh, yoga is something that is has uh, been out there, but it's never really exactly tailor-made for hockey and uh, that's what I liked and the players like because it was also, uh, you know, physically intense. It wasn't just a joke or, uh, you know, the time to pass by. It wasn't just uh, some uh, random meditation. It was actually demanding and that's what players like because uh, on one side you have the flexibility and, and uh, you know, uh, breathing and uh, calm, calmness you want to get but also especially kids, they want to be physically involved and not just uh, bored. So, uh, no, it was a very good mix because uh, from especially all the age groups, it was possible to do. You did a great job of adapting to the audience because we have uh, uh, kids from five years old till adults at our camps and also skill-wise. We have uh, pros there, but also very uh, amateurs. And, and so, yeah, it's not easy to combine the same idea with all of the needs of different audience audiences because of course it's much easier if you say okay this is a group of uh professional hockey players or athletes or this is a group of kids but yeah you had a bit a bit of everything and uh, you did a great job of handling it because uh yeah with a lot of people and a lot of players it's not an easy task to do
0: thank you man appreciate it yeah you're right it wasn't it wasn't easy but uh you know how it is, we found a way. And I think in the end, yeah, everybody was happy. I had I had a few parents coming over to me. They're they're all they're actually very excited. A few of them actually bought our online program. They're on it. Parents texting me back as well. So I'm happy, like I said, it worked out for for both of us. But yeah, so uh my next question, we're gonna change the topic a little bit. And uh, you know, I'm very interested. I'm sure our listeners are interested as well. To get to know a little bit about what you do in the Vancouver Canucks and how did you even how you how did you even get there at first place as a you know Italian um, hockey player who decided to you know do camps and stuff and and now I think it's uh, has it been third year that that you're involved in the the Canucks organization.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's the third year now. I'm here in Vancouver, and uh, no, it's it's amazing to be part of. Uh, a hockey team of the uh, Calgary in the NHL because uh especially in hockey there's literally just one league where everything uh you know goes goes on and uh and so uh, to be here work directly with the uh, hockey department it's it's very special uh because i mean they have just the uh, possibilities that nobody else has it's not even comparable to the best leagues in Europe because uh starting from the coaching staff to the uh, office department we just have 10 times more a, in every means so it also makes po- it possible to have a position like me as a hockey analyst uh, with all the statistics and video an- analysis uh, you know it's not even just me it's like five of us doing uh, what I do and and analyze the video footage and the statistics and prepare it for the coach if we play against Boston uh, tomorrow then we prepare a document with like pages and pages about stats and what they do and what we can do to beat them. And so, yeah, it's really, really down to the detail and uh, it's all made possible because it's it's so big here, the hockey, especially in Canada. Uh, I mean, we have uh, 20,000 people watching every game and we have uh, hmm. like 45 home games. So uh, it's it's pretty crazy to put into uh, uh comparison to even the highest leagues of, uh, of Europe with the SHL, if we have like 5,000 uh, people for for the home games and they only have 25 home games. So yeah, it's a whole new world here.
0: Yeah, hard to even imagine, man. Never never seen an HL game. See if we change it this year.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we're and uh, you can... just need Let's to book you... a flight. And, uh, exactly. We'll... <laughs> Let's see if you can
0: get some tickets for me, eh? Yeah, uh, definitely. That'd be sweet. No, but, um, okay, so you said you work as an analyst. What, what exactly does uh, an analyst work, you know, for the Canucks involved? What, what exactly yeah. is it that you do? So,
1: so like I said, I do, uh, I would say, like, 25% is a video analysis and uh, also do some pre-scouts as I watch video of their uh, opponents and make cut clips of their weaknesses. And then 75% is more statistics to gather all the stats of our own team. And then also uh, the draft, because the draft is such a huge part of the whole hockey organization in the NHL. So uh, you need to find all the data you possibly can on so many players, because I mean, the world has so many junior leagues, especially nowadays where right. you know Europe is, is significant as well, because maybe 30 years ago is 99% just North America, but we have to find all players, find all data and uh, not just find it, but then also uh, make it in a readable way because it's not just, okay, he scored 10 goals. We need to know if he scored power play goals or penalty kill goals or first primary assist or secondary assist, how much time on ice he had and all those details that, you know, paint the most clear picture you can in order to, to to find the 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 best players, because in the draft, if it's a hit or miss, it's a huge uh, consequence in the long term. Because if you consistently get the slightly better players, then I mean that changes your whole uh, future. So yeah, it's it's important.
0: Obviously, man. Obviously. So who was your biggest pickup? Is there is there is there somebody who, you know, you kind of. Is there, is there a younger player who who you kind of just pushed for and kind of decided, all right, this guy's going to be – this guy's going to have a bright future? Is there, is there someone like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's only my third year, so two drafts. And especially the lower-end draft picks, they take a few years to develop. So right. we will see how they all pan out. And also uh, the draft has so many more complicated aspects, like uh, you go down the line and then uh, – the team in front of you picks the, the guy that you wanted and now you have to reshuffle everything and take a guy that was, you know, not on your prime list. And and so it just changes by the day. And then, like I said, it can't be determined right away because it, it can only show in five years how you did in that draft because sometimes the guy plays in the minors for three years and then uh, out of where he's going to play in the NHL and is a good uh, defenseman. And it doesn't have to be the top scorer, you know, if he just goes on to be a, uh, you know, a third liner, then it's a great, great success, especially from a, a lower end uh, draft pick. And, right. and the other guys take a lot of time to develop because sometimes uh, you, you think you have the best kid in the draft and then he just doesn't pan out because they're 18-year-old guys. And imagine you have to just look at a bunch of 17-year-old guys and say, how are they going to be in five years? I mean, there's so many factors because you can just look at how they played, but also if they go on and maybe they have problems in their family, like uh, something mm-hmm. happens then and then they won't play as well or the coach doesn't like him, so he doesn't play a lot and then that's why he doesn't develop. And so there's so many factors that are out of your control that uh, it's, it is improving the accuracy of the draft, but it's, always going to remain a little bit of a mystery because it's not just uh, math, it's it's a real life you're dealing with, with real people, and they have uh, more to their lives than just hockey, and yeah, it makes it not easy to predict uh, just by looking at the past uh, goals, how good he's going to be, especially down the road, translating into uh, other leagues at a different age and yeah, it's not just how oh, he scored yesterday and so he'll score tomorrow. It's it's a lot more to it.
0: Man, that sounds like a fun job for sure. Entertaining.
1: Yes. I mean, uh, if it's your passion, which it is, it is the best job out there. And that's why I'm very uh, fortunate to to work in this uh, <laughs> position because uh, if you'll be the same everything, but about uh, even a different sport or just... Uh, I don't know, banking or something, that would be uh, much less fun. And uh, yeah, it in uh, this means you can combine your free time uh, passion uh, with your job, which just makes it a lot more fun.
0: That's amazing, man. All right, I got a last question for you. And uh, that sounds simple. What would be your message to all of the young hockey players that maybe are interested in your camp? Or, you know, maybe just got to know about your can they trying to, you know, make it to the NHL, live the dream. What is your message?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, the biggest message is to use hockey as a tool to get, you know, to know all the, the right things in life, like discipline, hard work, dedication, because that's what is going to make you successful, no matter what in any industry. Because if you are creating the habits of having a goal of training hard and, you know, dealing with ups and downs, then you're going to be successful. So I don't know if it's going to be in hockey or in work or in anything, but I mean, you're going to have the tools to to do it. So also for parents, it shouldn't be just measured. The success shouldn't be just measured by how how they play in the NHL or not. But I mean, you're just going to use and invest in hockey to give your kid a direction and a goal because those directions are going to keep him first of all off bad paths and 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 other uh places where you don't want him to be and second it's just gonna be a, a, a basically a school for everything you need in life and that goes much more beyond just what any other high school or university can teach you because this is a really uh real and and lifelike because uh, even if you have a coach that is unfair to you that's gonna be identical in your job so it's it's really nice to have a place like in the hockey environment where it doesn't really matter if you actually play or not but it matters that you can deal with you know certain situations that uh, are tough and so that you're gonna get tough as well
0: that is great. That is just great. Martin, thank you very much for taking your time and, and sharing your experiences for for Yoga for Hockey podcast. And uh, I'll just wish you the best of luck for for the camps and for for the season. I really hope to see the Canucks in the playoffs this year. Hope you guys can make it. Yeah, thank you again
1: for having me here. I hope uh, to see you again at our camps next year. And maybe you'll bring some of your listeners uh, to the camps as well, because as I said, it's first of all, uh, one of the greatest hockey camps in terms of training in Europe. And second, it's uh, by far the best experience overall. So invite everybody to uh, visit prohockeyeurope.com and, uh, you know, I'll see you in a few
0: months. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you again, Martin, for taking time for us and sharing our experiences and, and introducing us a little bit to your camp and to your work. And you know what? I really hope I'll see everybody out there in Italy next summer.